0: Wake up, buy here, pay here, people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of Joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here Morning Show. Take it away, you two. Hello, everybody. Hey,
1: happy Monday. Happy from Monday. Utah.
0: It is like uh, the year is going by fast. I was just talking with some friends over the weekend. And it was like we're only two weeks away, really, kind of from May.
1: Yeah. Woo. Yeah, well we were snowed in so it felt like, you know, know January for us for a long here. time. So.
0: so, just in case everyone's wondering, yeah. the weather's was beautiful yeah, all week long, nice, all yeah. weekend long. We um uh one of our activities <laughs> which is kind of fun. So, we we got married um or we uh joined forces. Okay. about 4 years ago. Good morning, George. Mm-hmm. Um and uh when that happened, we had each had our own storage units as well. <laughs> right. And then when um when we left Utah, and originally we had two storage units, and we came back the next summer and we combined it all into one storage unit, which was like a lot of stuff that was ours from like way um years prior to us meeting.
1: There were many, many years or many miles of RV traveling too in the middle of all this. Oh, that. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So.
0: so this weekend, we actually started digging into all of the boxes. Yeah. And uh, had a really fun, I mean, it was a fun weekend. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm look looking at forward to bringing that when newspaper to
1: a future episode. Yeah, so.
0: I found my mom gave me a while back when my dad died.
1: The, don't tell them what year it is. Then don't know okay. how old
0: It's okay. Well, I really, okay, well, it's old. Um, <laughs> she bought the Seattle Times mm-hmm. the day after I was born. And apparently the section where it has the announcements for births is not in the paper anymore. But um, all of the other stuff is. And so the kids and I were, and Jim, were looking through, we were going through all the classifieds. What did a house cost? two bedroom house. Mm-hmm. What kind of um you know the employment section what were people being offered? You know mm-hmm. it was like $150 a week. And and then we 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 landed on cars. Right. And how much cars cost back then and it was like for a new suburban which would back then it looked more like a uh station wagon with wood siding um $2800 yeah. yeah. new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, "What yeah. And then we're looking at rents and rents were just like super, super low. So, um, yeah, yeah, pretty awesome.
1: yeah. but yeah, we got yeah. the uh, garage shaped yeah. up after print, transporting all of our stuff over to, uh, um, the garage, you know, we've got a pretty sizable garage, so we were able to uh, bring a lot of our stuff from the, the, uh, storage over to there, but, um, Michelle had to step away briefly. So uh, let me just kind of take a moment to share that, you know, we're going to move into uh, cash flow again. This will be our third session on cash flow forecasting. And I just got to take a minute for our listeners uh, to think about this is just a single scenario. I've used the same scenario that we used a week ago, Monday, or a week ago today. And so now you've got um, this will be the third. We talked about, um, you know some of the other scenarios with cash and so today is really about comparing cash flow to profit and buy here pay here and again i think we just got to be careful this is one scenario i've taken the rfc out of it just for the sake of illustration um and i used the rfc in prior episodes today i've taken it out and when we get to the screen i'll share with um everybody you know, what these numbers are looking like. And I, as I shared with uh, folks before, we recognize that a lot of our folks who tune into the morning show are doing so, you know, in a podcast environment. And that means, you know, you're only getting the audio uh, perhaps as you drive or whatever. So these few episodes, unfortunately, you know, we got a lot of material on the screen, so probably best to try to find it on YouTube and keep up with what we're sharing over on that side. So, um, I see, I'm seeing comments coming in we'll get Michelle to throw the comments up when she returns, but the, um, I'm glad to have you here, Hugo. I think you can help me kind of dispel any, um, you know, would be, um, you know, naysayers on some of these numbers because these are just numbers. These are calculations and they're illustrations. And I would also just say that when we step into this five year modeling, this is something when I say to my clients when we start. That, you know, this, this particular model is really just meant to try to give us a pretty good feel for the total capitalization that would be required to execute the model that we choose. So when I say that it's not, it's, it's a combination of the dealer choosing it with advice from us. We're going to give, you know, feedback as we go through the modeling, but this is about just projecting, you know, total capitalization, how much, um, and it's really built first to anticipate cash flow. She's back. And then we have um the we also of course choose to estimate profits because that also affects our cash. we've got a a thirty five percent income tax rate loaded in this so that we as we calculate our income we can then apply that tax rate to it and reserve that and the way the modeling does that is it reserves monthly uh sure we can go ahead now okay. so what it does is it reserves um or it forecasts the dollars um annually, we've got a different model that we use that does month over month. So again, for this one, we're just starting big picture. If we use this kind of model, roughly how much cash are we going to need and over what time period. And then once we get this one finished up with some of our clients, we'll move over to a month over month scenario because the first six to 12 months are really important to to try to drip, nail those down. This one, for example, when, when we show a volume of 15 sales a month in the first year, that assumes you did 15 a month. Every month from the first month, and we know that's not always how it happens. So again, this is part of the problem with this is it just there's it's yeah. it's not an exact science, but it is an exact math. Okay. Yeah. So we're just doing math here and, and we can't hide from those numbers. I mean, if the formulas are wrong, the formulas are wrong, but we don't think that's the case here. We're
0: here to talk about profit and cash flow.
1: Yeah. And yeah. so it's about comparing those Let's things. So at, so one uh, thing I gotta show quickly, I, I kind of just threw my disclaimers in there and I'll probably okay. do it again before the episode wraps, <laughs> just because it's important for everybody to understand this is this is imperfect. Uh, this is really just one scenario. I'm using exactly the same scenario, same pricing, same cost, same down payment, mm-hmm. all of it as a, as we've done in the prior two episodes. And also, I want to make a note over here on the right side if you're seeing the gray box over here, we were at 1.048 total capitalization required when I had the RFC in there at 30% discount. Now that I take the RFC out, we're at 1.5. So the reason that's important, I took the RFC out because we're going to compare profits to cash flow. We really just want to look at a standalone buy here, pay your dealership without the RFC first so that we can get a sense of why this, why it becomes necessary to create these RFCs to begin with. But, uh, but let's get into that. So again, a, a quick reminder for those, especially just listening verbally this mm-hmm. morning or audibly, then you've got, um, Fifteen sales a month. We have got a selling price of twelve five. We got some add-ons in there that uh, with sales about a, tax at six about 1, and a half percent. Yeah, about twelve hundred dollars of ads uh, cost us about Our, a thousand dollars. Our unit cost is set at fifty five hundred and recon at fifteen hundred. Cash down of two thousand dollars, and um, and then we're using a twenty four percent interest rate, thirty five percent tax withholding. So uh,
0: four hundred and sixty month.
1: Yeah. Payment. And we have overhead loaded in here that, you know, for some yeah. would be, this would be a low number, $18,000 a month we've got in the first year. And then I think I've got it driven up at the rate of inflation, which we can choose the number. So it's basically just yeah. choosing a growth. I'm rate.
0: excited. I want to see the numbers. Is, we're not yeah. there yet, okay.
1: honey. Just be patient. Yeah. So <laughs> no. so there's more to, uh, more to think about there, but Anyway, we need 1.5 to just get this thing off the ground, even at just 15 sales a month at that cost with that down payment. Yeah,
0: but right? it's like, oh, it's 1.5 over the course of about 18 months.
1: Correct. Yeah. Six, and I didn't okay. go back to look exactly where once I took the RFC yeah. out of there, but, but let's look at the receivables for just a minute. What this says is that this volume, at this price, this APR, now there's some other variables loaded back in here that I call conversion rates. Others would call liquidation rates or mm-hmm. whatever the rate at which your portfolio converts or liquidates is going to be... Um, um, which by the way, I just remembered we, we need to bring collateral recovery rate to the conversation yeah. to it uh, in the coming weeks here. But, um, so notes receivable go, starts out at the end of year one, we get to 1.6. We've got 3.5 at the end, the end of that. Yeah. Our yeah. cash on hand, we've invested, um, after the income tax withholding that first year is tight. Like we barely have 1.6 in receivables again at the factors that we have loaded and we've we're negative on cash 1.25 now it starts to the gap starts to widen here you can see in year two we close at 2.5 in receivables we're, neg- we're now negative cash on 1.5 after recovering you know some of the um, money that we've got uh, invested in the second year i should say total And then our cash flow for the entire year two is negative 249. Okay. So we're still negative across that entire year, but we're getting positive. We're starting to generate some cash, but we're still overall negative 250 for the second year. And the profit though, for those two years is right at million for year one. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I checked, a lot of times when we do these models, you can see the profit go up in year one and year two, it's kind of what they call the honeymoon period. And then this number will start to drop pretty substantially. Well, it hasn't here. Uh, the reason we would expect it to start to drop is because as portfolio grows and now we're, cause we've got our sales locked in at a static rate, our sales and our profit that we put on the books and the notes that we add to the books are gonna be consistent. But the charge-offs, obviously, as the portfolio grows, you're going to have a higher quantity of charge-offs. And so you would expect to see more of that. But I did check, and it looks like our our interest at 24% does cover the losses at the factors that we have loaded in there. Okay, So that just means we wouldn't have that same drop-off from the charge-offs because our interest is covering the net charge-off. Okay, Mm -hmm. So I know this gets a little bit... um, uh, deep numbers for folks who aren't as familiar with this information. Mm-hmm. So, just, you know, uh, I would just beg your patience as we kind of walk through this. And then we go out to the end of year three. We've actually generated a positive 200, uh, 185 in year two. Of cash flow. Uh-huh.
0: So, just uh, that's after overhead. That's after, um, is that after taxes?
1: Yep. I, okay. I after taxes, taxes
0: is about um, at the end of year three three right is about hundred and eighty five thousand dollars
1: right we're reserving yeah. a pretty sig- significant amount for taxes now that we've taken the RFC out we've got because mm-hmm. you obviously you can see if your profit is a million dollars a year you got to withhold a good amount for mm-hmm. for taxes so that's happening in the behind the scenes over there and now um so I think that's probably the key part I'll jump on out to years four and five so at year four our cash flow is four hundred plus. We're at 500 plus in cash flow in year five. Our profit by year is still running just north of a million between one and 1.1 for each of the three years or four years, really going back to, um, is that. This, again, does this
0: show you what your portfolio?
1: It does. There's your, is. yep. Right up here. Okay, 1.6 so, yeah. All right. and now we're at 3.5 by the end of, that year okay Okay. so and actually we're still showing negative cash on hand i gotta make sure that i did this um part correctly but we're showing in fact i can just do some math right here and we'll double check um yeah i'm still showing a negative 372 after taxes across the entire five years so we're even though even though we're generating positive 400 and 500 out here in in year uh four and five because we started out so deep in the hole cash wise we're still not after five years, we're still not fully recovered all of the cash that we put in. Now that's not the scenario we're used to seeing because typically we've got an RFC in the picture and we've got different... now, This
0: is without the RFC, right? Correct. I pulled the okay. RFC out. So just this, for the this of is math. without yeah. RFC. Why don't you throw it in there? Are we going to show it, throw it in there um, and show the I, difference? I, at the
1: end, maybe okay. I, I think we just got to be careful to stick with these numbers because I've got some charts built in here that we need mm-hmm. to show first. So, um, so let me jump over there and show kind of the same thing that we just talked about, but I, I just kind of laid it out in graphic form. Let's look at the chart of where did I lose it. Hang on. Cash flow chart, maybe. No, not that one. We already showed that one. Uh oh. Did I lose one? Dang it. <laughs> Oh, here it is. It okay. ended up all the way at the oh, front of the, the front of thing. The okay. Yeah. So let's look at profit. That blue is going to be the profit. All right. So again, we got very consistent profitability, and that's because our interest is covering our losses, and we our volume is very consistent. Right. So we kept our volume the same all the way across the all five years. But you can see our cash. We go negative in year one. There, negative one point two five. So I think this is the part that we always have talked to people about in the buy here payer space is profitability. And this sounds kind of ridiculous to people that aren't coming from buy here payer. If they're coming out That's of infinite retail, we can say, I'm gonna say this carefully, we can nearly take profit for granted in buy here payer. Why? Because we are allowed the customers are not in a position to fight us on price or interest rate, which means we can pretty much set that where we need to. So depending on our volume, we're gonna have plenty of profit. We have plenty of markup and a higher APR, so we have plenty of profit. So we can nearly take profit for granted. You can see in this blue bar, profit's not our problem. We got plenty of profit. The question is, do we have enough cash to manage our way to there? Because you Mm -hmm. can see the dramatic, you know, dip in cash that's required to get there. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we start to see positive cash out here in green in years three and four and five. But Mm -hmm. the question is, can we get there? So this is why cash management, like buy here, pay here. We always talk about, it's not the car business. It's, it's the, finance the finance business, business. it's yeah. the cash management business. It's the collections business. So this is what yeah. I'm trying to illustrate it on a single page. This is the best way I know to show that profit's not really our problem. Yes, we can generate plenty of profits. Mm-hmm. That's not the reason to step into buy here, pay here. We got to mm-hmm. make sure that we got enough cash to manage our way there. And, and then it can get quite lucrative, but we just got to make sure we got a strategy to get there.
0: And that's, you know, what I, what I'm kind of seeing here is that it, it really, if you want to get to that in this kind of, um, time frame within a couple of years mm-hmm. is it requires discipline. It um, does. And, and, and I think that human nature is that when cash starts coming in mm-hmm. that you're like, Oh, I have cash to spend.
1: Uh, maybe. Yeah. I think the other part of this that comes in discipline for me is like the volume here, like we just, this is a volume of 15 sales a month and we're negative 1.2 million. The the thing that I see that is more of a discipline problem for people coming out of franchise and retail is they get in this business. They see, Oh man, this is great. Look at all the profits. Let's double our sales. If we can this month, let's sell more. And so suddenly you find yourself depleting cash at a much, you have a higher rate.
0: profit, but you, but you like,
1: you can't spend it. I can't. mean, you can you sell yeah. the paper, Yeah,
0: you know, <laughs> yeah, but you don't, exactly. you,
1: you're negative on cash and you've got all this profit on paper. In fact, we got so much profit on paper. We have to go set up a related finance company. Cash. Right. And yeah. So I know our friends over at, um, you know, LHPH would be watching this and saying, this is part of why we think people ought to look at leasing as an alternative. You're still going to need cash to fund the contracts and all the stuff. Right. But there are some changes, some different things that happen. But again, this is just taking out the RFC Mm-hmm. um so that we can look at that and, and i just got to say it again like remember this is just a simple illustration it the, it's math like we can't hide from the math but what it does is it 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 locks in a lot of numbers mm-hmm. that are static because as you can see if we go back to the assumptions page there's so many variables up here for us to consider volume price of car these add-ons which are you know, that obviously starts to pile up into some big numbers at volume and then cost of car recon down payment. Those, those numbers would all move a lot. And Can then, you show,
0: you said details below for the add-ons. What are the add-ons?
1: Oh yeah. Let's do another show. Yeah. We have $175 cost of add-ons. Like that's going to be tax title and license related things. Cost of the transfer, the typical transfer in a state. So mm-hmm. obviously that's going to vary by state and by County even. So then you've got sales tax. We put in six and a half percent. Some states, you wouldn't have that. You'd have the good fortune in some states to be able to spread your sales tax. And, um, and obviously again, with leasing, you don't have that up front, but this is why it starts to cost us a lot per contract to fund these deals. So profit and in fairness too, this is a lower markup model. This is a $7,000 total cost against a 125 price so you're talking about a rate of return of you know well under 100% and so that's that's more common now you know with uh-huh. cost of car being what it yeah. is but over the years we've seen most of our clients stay in 100% plus so this is a lower profit model relative to the cost of the car so again just variable after variable that would differ by dealer and so the these numbers that we're talking about are just If you did 15 a month at this volume, and if you had a liquidation rate, like what we've currently Uh got loaded, that, that, those, that's how it would work. So, So,
0: and it's, you know, one of the things we keep kind of drilling is cost of car is something that we, you know, it's happened in the market. We don't have a lot of control over that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I witnessed a lot of people just, um, pulling their hair and, and, you know, (laughs) rent, what do they call, uh, uh, yeah, just really, really upset and expressing it in all sorts of different ways that this is ridiculous. When is this going to something we can't, we can't really do anything about. Well, there's another thing that we can't really do anything about too. And that's how much someone can pay for their payment. And so, you know, when you say, we're, we're taking it up only to 1250. Mm-hmm. That's also taking into consideration how, I mean, cause yeah, you could double yeah. and add, you know, you hear the double and add a thousand kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. You could do that, mm-hmm. but now you're taking your loan out to five yeah.
1: plus years. Four and half, and years so now.
0: this is uh, with, uh, at that rate, what is the payoff?
1: Oh, I don't, how, I don't have the amortization. Okay, well, amortization. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take that back. I, I do down here yeah. at the bottom. It's in my calculations. That's so, a, f- 40, well, let's see, where's the
0: term? 42, 42 huh? weeks. I see it, weeks to break out. No, contract no. length is
1: 155 weeks. So in months, is 36 months.
0: 36 months. Yeah. Okay, so, and that's kind of the 36 month mm-hmm. mark is before the cost of car going up. That's what a lot of dealers seemed, they were comfortable with between the 24 and the 36 yeah. month. And, and you know, that's what they were comfortable. That's what the, you know, that they could stay Yeah, they were just comfortable with only having that kind of risk on the, on the, uh, out on the roads that long. So that's also, you know, considering your, your client, our, our customers, Mm -hmm. their financial situation hasn't changed. Right. And so they really,
1: if anything, it's worse. If anything, it's worse.
0: And so they really can only afford still that, you know, four to
1: $500
0: a month payment. And so the question becomes, how long do you want to keep that risk open? Too yeah yeah yeah. So that, that's so- the other
1: thing we we have in here is the risk period. But mm-hmm. part of the reason this is a thirty-six month note is because uh, the dealer in this scenario is getting two thousand down. So this is why we wanted to do a separate session. Um, yeah. And I forget. I think we set it for Friday of this week. Yes. So just quickly on Wednesday we've got Tommy Brandis has agreed to join us, and um, and we're going to do customer stories. We're going to talk about customer story he's
0: been so great about teaching or about oh yeah telling his stories about, on social love media. it yeah. absolutely love it so, so we'll see
1: if some others can yeah can add to that conversation but then on friday we're going to dig into what i call the volume formula because what happens here is you know we, we're sitting here saying 36 month note at two thousand dollars down but the question is how much volume can a market can a dealer really get if they're brand new in their market they're going to hold mm-hmm. out for two thousand down as we touched on before it's like how much volume can you really get well how much does it change your model here if you want 2000 down, but suddenly instead of your volume of 15 a month, you're only doing 6 a month, now what's your cash flow model look like, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so that's why we want to dig into that. And because I started calling it the volume formula a couple of years ago, we put some stuff in the Institute mm-hmm. on that subject. Because what it does is it it starts to make you eat up a lot more cash in overhead mm-hmm. in, instead of creating car payments, you know, you're, you're going negative on your overhead a lot Mm -hmm. longer. And so this is a scenario that we want to illustrate to help people start to understand uh, the, the reason and the value of doing volume, you know, it's like, it's an interesting thing. You're going to eat up more cash, but you're also going to create more contracts, create more cash flow as you go. So it's one of the things we'll examine a little more detail. Yeah.
0: It's just, it's, uh, I, I really love um, going through this process with different clients Mm -hmm. and, you know, just us kind of talking through it because it's, you know, there are, it's, the way my brain works, like, it's like, what are the list of the what is is, you know, what are the things that we have no control Mm -hmm. over? And then what are the things that we need to find out about our market? Because Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you may have a lot of people that have poor credit, but they you know, they might work somewhere where they get a bonus, you know, and so you might be able to pull a $2,000 down payment a little bit easier than some other areas that they, they don't really have that kind of, um, that kind of uh, companies in the area that offer these kind of Mm -hmm. uh, benefits for their employees that work at those rates. And, and, you know, just, there's just, I, To me, it's kind of fun because it's, it really is. It's so customizable and, and, and yeah. And every time we go through this, um, you know, I know you kind of start with here's, this is what good place to start. How many do you? And then it just like, it's fun to watch it. Just the whole, the whole thing just shift with each decision that's made. It's like, it just shifts. And so, um, and I've watched sometimes where it's like, well, let's try this. And then, no, let's try this. And you're going like, you're going high and then you're going low. And then they just keep working until they get to that sweet spot where they feel good about about how it models out. It's pretty cool.
1: And then, then as we said, even that, that's just a plan. It's Uh just a target. And it's just one way that it Mm -hmm. could go. And then one of the big variables for me, I always tell dealers like this whole thing about 2000 down, like, we think we'll get it. We don't know what our market's like. Sometimes people have retail experience and they get customers and they're offering them that. But it's like mm-hmm. we, we really just can't be sure. And I think that's one of the things that you could see if we, if we cut that down payment average to a 1000 instead, mm-hmm. you know, which I'm not going to necessarily do here. But I just mean you can see that now we're financing more, mm-hmm. we're financing $1,000 more at 24% interest. That's going to push our term. Mm-hmm. same same mm-hmm. payment amount same selling price and add-ons yeah. and so on and so that's why you just are you going
0: to show in. with the rfc in there i can yeah um,
1: I, I can I, show. i'd, so I'd let's, like to let's i just remember enjoy. i got the discount over here at 30 percent um showed how much total cash it was here mm-hmm. and then we can look at what it does to the profits as well i got to make sure i think the way i've got this thing set up it's the only problem with jumping back and forth here is because um think let me think about where i have got to go to fix some of this stuff on the rfc alone we can do this but i'm i got to be careful about the profits so we're just we're being transparent here you guys are seeing this stuff on the fly so mm-hmm. now that we do the 70 percent discount now you, you see
0: how it. those numbers just right through the end of the year balances how mm-hmm. much those have changed
1: right we must already. have changed some other numbers somewhere because oh i this is going to be see i'm at 1.048 instead of one So I think what's happening here is some of my uh, modeling in the back is um, you can't, I can switch on and off the RFC, but what I did this morning is override the thing about the RFC so that I could show the profit without that. So we'll just have to bring that to a future episode because, um, yeah, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't exactly follow all the stuff. Some of it has to be built by hand. So yeah, unfortunately, I think for today, that's as much as we can really learn. It's just like I I would kind of want to make sure that we wrap up on this chart of, you know, just just think of it that way. It's like that's the profit. I mean, that's our we have our overhead in there. We have mm-hmm. our charge offs loaded in there. We have our interest income. Um, so these profit numbers are real. If we did 15 a month as a kind of deal structure that we have in there, that's the real profit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The question is not, is it is buy here payer a profitable business? That's not really been the question it's can i manage the cash and manage a team of people stay disciplined enough to invest a certain amount of cash and expect a certain result on the other end and and of course we know the answer is yes you can do that what we don't have a lot of control over is the management from here to there
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and the um, so the, the results in the portfolio can yeah. vary.
0: And that's, that's, that's kind of been one of the fun things too, with some of our clients where we'll go through this and then, you know, we'll go back in and take a look at it six months later. And it's like, where are we off? Well, what can, and that's where the coaching comes in. Sure. It's like, what can we do so that this gets back on track? Well, right. you can try this, you could try this, you could yeah, try this, of course. you could try yeah, this. Yeah, we can tweak our way there. Yep. But
1: yeah, there's, this is all just a learning experience, but one of the things we try to do there is we ask. Uh, dealers when they're new and learning this is just to try to keep as many of the numbers static yeah across the five years as you can because there's so many variables that it's easier to see the impact of moving you know your your charge off liquidation rate or your your collections rate a little bit and see the impact of those when all the other numbers are static then it's easier to see the impact and that's why we always start there and then eventually as i said we move over to a month by month sort of uh, planning model because it's uh, at least with our clients it's not something we include with our regular you know um, yeah. the the regular 3 hours of cash flow modeling is done inside this you know cash yeah. flow modeling tool so yeah. just to be clear about that but but otherwise i think it's probably Fantastic. a good place for us to wrap um, up
0: uh, if there's anything you guys need uh listener land yeah. uh if there's anything you all need um please feel free to reach out yeah. um you know we we uh frequently will just do a discovery call to just kind of go over some um and talk people through what um what are the things the challenges that they're trying to solve and and you know one of the things i really appreciate about jim is that jim doesn't jim recognizes i mean i i'm new to the business it's like i know a lot of stuff but i don't know at all and so i've sat Some back and me. watched. Yes. Oh, yeah, I, sure. yeah, And sat back, sat back and watched. And it's like, but I do know who. Yeah. And right. so let me get you an introduction with, Right. and that it's, I see that happen on a weekly basis. It's like, uh, this That's is something point. that I can't help you with, but I do know who can, yeah. or I can, I can introduce you to a couple of people that can. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like mm-hmm. here's, here's, uh, you know, the best place to go to, to, to resolve your your question or issue. I do that multiple issue. times a we week. on people Multiple times to a week. Other people, so, yeah. so if there's anything we can do to help you, please feel free to call or text us at 903-816-0216. Yeah.
1: Why don't we wrap that up I and then join us on that, Wednesday, folks. For We're yeah. going to have Tommy if, as long as it's he's not busy. It's been too long. Yeah.
0: It's been way too long since we've had Tommy on the show. Looking forward to seeing about customer him. customer stories. Talking about customer stories because he really is rocking it when yeah. it comes to telling his customer stories. Hey, guys, thanks so much for joining today. um, We will see you on Wednesday. Talk to y'all later.